What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 11 of the Feli Sports Podcast. That is the Forever I Love Atlanta Sports Podcast. Two hometown guys talking hometown sports, but you're welcome to chime in with your team's opinions, facts, or whatever. I'm Coach Mario. My co-host is Don. What's going on, man? What's good, you guys? Um, this is the Dunn. How y'all doing this evening? I know normally we do our shows on Sundays, but we're gonna get back in the rotation of doing things. Um, hey, you know, today we're gonna be talking about some um Hawks basketball. We know last night the season ended, and we got a special guest um on with us today. So um, and we we appreciate the love and support from you guys. I know the past wet week our channel has been growing, our content has been growing. Um views numbers are pretty much uh, has been increasing a lot and we really appreciate you guys we really do so keep supporting us and we're going to continue bringing out um great content for you guys to listen to um you know me and mario like i said we've been replicate anybody out there (laughs) we just two hometown guys who love to talk about our our, uh, sports teams that's pretty much it so um, if y'all haven't, if you're listening to this video, you haven't uh, subscribed, please subscribe. Please hit that like button and please comment and share with uh, other people who also have this um, same taste in um, sports. So come holla. At your hometown sports, sports podcast. We're going to get this thing right. You know, I think you really need to just go off script one day and just practice. practice that <laughs> We're going to have to do something, hey. We're gonna to have to go through drills. Uh, we I got, got a guest. Have a vision. We got a guest with us today on our show. Um, you always get to introduce yourself. So, Brad, tell them who you are, what you're about, and where they can find your content at. Yeah, thanks for having me, uh, Brad Roland. I'm over at Peachtree Hoops, and I host the Locked On Hawks podcast. Also, do some brave stuff over at Talking Chop, and uh, been a Atlanta sports fan for I don't even remember how long 25, 30 years now. So. Good to be on. I'm, I appreciate y'all having me. Hey, before we start this show, Brad, <laughs> and I'm glad I had you on. Tell, tell my uh, co-host what college team you like. Oh, I, I'm I'm a Michigan fan. I uh, my dad I, played I, there. I grew up in a Michigan house, and that's just even though I've lived here for most of my life, I grew up in an amazing blue house. So that's where I'm uh, gonna be repping. Hey, you said <laughs> my dad played there. He did. Okay, I mean that is that is that's 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 a good reason for being a fan of them. If you are a guy who grew up in Southeast Atlanta, <laughs> never Man, went God. anywhere close to Michigan until you became near an adult. How do you just pick? <laughs> no, I man, I was pretty much still in diapers. Uh, I'm a Georgia Bulldogs fan. I'm a Georgia Bulldogs fan. I don't have anything against Tech. I like Tech, but I'm a Bulldogs fan. This is Bulldog country. Let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) I can talk college football all day. I can talk college football all day. I'm going to be outnumbered Sunday. (laughs) I'm going to be outnumbered Sunday, but you outnumbered today. Just know that. (laughs) Um... 
Yeah, like I said, Brad. We're <laughs> All right, like I said, don't get me to start talking college sports or college football. All right, so we'll, uh, as we always do before we jump into the main topic, we'll run through uh, the last few days in local sports. Um, Atlanta United, uh, they've been off since we, uh, last they play uh, Saturday. They, they Their next uh, match is uh, this coming Saturday. So they've been off so much, not much going with United. Um, we hope that we can rest up and now our tired legs and we can come back and uh, we can generate some offense uh, when we when we come back on Saturday. Yes. All right. So let's talk about a little Falcons football. Uh, I'm trying not to get too emotional in this. I'm trying to, you know, hit it and <laughs> Adrian Claiborne, he's back with the team with a one-year deal. Um, the numbers haven't been uh, disclosed yet, so we'll find that out, I guess, later on, probably in the next week or two. Now, um, the, the team has also worked out uh, former Falcon Rasheed Hagman. I'm pretty sure um, some of you guys remember him from 2015 and 2016 when we had our Super Bowl run. He played decent with us during that time, and I guess he got into some trouble and he, we had to release him. But um, I guess the team is showing interest in, I guess, bringing him back. But it's just a workout. I don't really think we're going to bring him back. It's just, you know, insurance policy just in case we don't get the, the guy, the guy we want to draft. Uh, Saints defensive tackle Tyler Davidson. We worked him out as well. So I think he did. Um, I think he did great. I'm, you know. I don't like those. I'm not gonna throw shade on the Saints, but he did. He played well with the Saints in the uh, run defense because they were, I think, ranked in the top five in um, run defense last last season, and that's great. That's great because it was anchored by him. Um, preseason schedule has been released, so you guys can go on to our. Um, we have a Facebook page now. Follow us on Facebook. The description is in the. Um, the link is in the description. And look at our Twitter page. So the preseason has been set. We have five games this year, five, because we're going to be playing in the Hall of Fame game. All right, against um, who played in the Hall of Fame game? The Broncos. Yeah, Broncos. Yeah. Broncos. Okay. Yeah. So we got five games this um, preseason. That's great because that'll give uh, Dan Quinn and the other coaching staff plenty of time to evaluate the talent. Um, Falcons is that have uh, went up to Boston College. <laughs> you had to bring that up. You know, just, no, no. Haven't I been saying all along, Zach Allen? Zach Allen. You have been. You've been a Zach Allen guy since the last regular season game. You've been a Zach Allen guy. I will give you that. You've been a Zach Allen oh, guy. Vaughn McClure, Vaughn McClure from uh, ESPN, mm-hmm. one of the beat writers for the uh, Falcons. He pretty much said that Falcons are up there in Boston College, and they looking at and they worked out Zach Allen <laughs> and also uh, Chris List, um, the um, the, I guess the offensive tackle. So, hey, we may end up drafting Zach Allen second round, unsexy pick, but hey, he will come in, he will do his job. I promise you. From the film I looked at, all right. So I guess that's we done talking about Falcons football. <laughs> what the Braves do this week, um, Coach? 
Uh, we finally started rolling. Uh, got the bats cranked up a little bit. Um, Sunday we won. Uh, we had the uh, Miami Marlins. It's still weird to say that now. Uh, we won that one four three, and then we took it up to Colorado and we hit the baseball pretty good up there. And we won um, six to eight, and we had a game postponed Tuesday in Colorado. It was pretty cold. Had a little snow going on. Uh, just checked the score a few minutes ago, and we were losing 3-2. Tonight we have the Mets. Um, we were down 3-2. Um, I saw Ronald had uh, – Cunha had an um, RBI, and Freddie Freeman had scored a run. Um, I just put on Twitter, too. We have to call come up with a, a nickname for uh, Ronald Cunha. Got to come up with a nickname. Um, and other Braves news, today we signed Ozzy Albies to an extended contract, um, $35 million for seven years. Uh First reactions are everybody like, well, man, that seems a little cheap. He seems like a budding, you know, especially with the Braves, with the contracts in baseball. But I guess that's a contract for another time. And uh, like I said, right now, uh, last we were in the fourth thing. We're in the fifth now, and the score is three to two, and we're down. One thing about the Ozzy Osbis, um, um contract, hey, he took a hometown. <laughs> I don't believe in the hometown discount. I don't need another show. Show you know, for another time. <laughs> you know, hey, he, he, hey, that's more money. That's more money for the uh, Braves to spend. Oh, yeah, sure. sure. You know, like I said, we've been talking about the bullpen for a long time. At my job, when I negotiate, I usually don't ask about, hey, can we make sure Susie and Tim get paid too? <laughs> it's yeah. just not what I do at my job, but you know, <laughs> um, uh. On to basketball, so I guess uh, we can Hawks and segue on into what the Hawks uh, do this week, Don. All right, so we had two games this week. We played on uh, the Bucks on Sunday, and we lost that game. One, um, they they scored 115, and we scored 107. Yesterday we played our last game, and um, Tom Prince he, he looked like. On the uh, clock, and I guess on uh, the Pacers, they came back and they um they they shot and then you know they won the game by one point, one thirty five and one thirty four. So um, yesterday was our um, last seasonal game for the season, and we really see it's a lot of uh, potential, a lot of hope for this um this young Hawks team. We just need just a few pieces here and there, and I think. Next year is going to be very exciting to see them play. So, with that being said, um, Brad, we got a question for you. You know, Hawks season is over, all season starts. So, the big question that everybody wants to know, all right, will we splash a top free agent this summer? Ooh, um, I would have to say probably not only because there are only a handful of those guys and you kind of already, not, not that you know where they're going to go, but you kind of have an idea of where these guys are going to go. You know, KD's got the Knicks rumors out there. Kawhi's got the Clippers rumors out there. You know, Kyrie probably goes back to Boston. And of course he wouldn't really fit in Atlanta anyway with Trey Young. Um, so like the best of the best guy, you know, Clay Thompson's a free agent, but he's going to probably stay in Golden State. The best of the best guys probably aren't going to come just because they're not going to go anywhere other than where they're going to probably already go in the first place. And if I'm the Hawks, I probably don't want to spend a ton of money on like the next tier of guys. I mean, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, but I think um, 
in terms of top tier guys, I would probably say this is not the summer for it. It wouldn't stun me if they tried anyway. They're probably going to try to get a meeting with Kevin Durant or try to get a meeting with Kawhi. But um, if I had to guess, I would probably say no. They'll, they'll go with a little bit more of a, uh, a low-key route and let the young guys kind of cook, cook a little bit. Okay. Um, I, I, I think the next two summers – will be i think that trey and john come back next year with a nice rookie i think if we basically bring in a nice rookie next year have a nice nucleus i think next summer or the next summer after that i think we can name uh land the big time guy yeah that sounds more uh that's probably more realistic just because of the fact that these guys won't have already kind of planted their flag. And I think that the Hawks will be better next year, um, which will allow, you know, it's, it's tough for a free agent. I know that I know the future is really bright in Atlanta and kind of everybody knows that, but until a team really starts winning, it, it, it could be hard to lure a free agent. And I know the Hawks just won um, a little bit better. They were playing better at the end of the year, but still only won 29 games. So once they sort of prove it for another year, that could be a little bit easier to get those top guys to kind of buy in and not want to come. And Bayes' contract will be up, right? And, Plum, and, Plum, <laughs> and Plumley's contract. They're, they're going yes. to have a lot of cap space. The contract of death. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of cap space in 2020, well, for sure. I want to welcome um, Smith, Smitty Sports Machine. Uh, thanks for joining us this evening. Also, uh, Jonathan uh, Foskey, thanks for joining us. And um, Smitty uh, said, I would like uh, Tobias Harris to sign here. He said, mm-hmm. he said he's a solid front uh, court guy. Clay would be a perfect fit. Uh, I would How like that, too. That, uh, that uh, GA boy 17? Uh, I, w- I would like that, too, because, um, you know, right now, uh, I-, I think that would be certainly an upgrade over Bays and Bembry. Uh, uh, Tobias Harris, you know, that certainly uh, he's a bigger body, can run the floor. I mean, that would sound great to me. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think he's probably going to end up staying in Philly, but he is a free agent. And, you know, he's, he's and one of the big things for me is that he's young. Um, what the Hawks probably shouldn't do is give a bunch of money to, to a guy that's already kind of at the end of his prime, like somebody who's already like 29, 30, just because of where the Hawks are. But Harris is young enough where he would actually make some sense. So that's somebody that maybe if they were trying to get into the market a year early, I guess this, this summer he would be a name that would make some sense. Um. I'm 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 just that guy. I'm I'm just that guy. I I don't I don't see us getting <laughs> in the top pick. I guess I'm just a pessimist. I just yeah, don't see I'll, it. I I'll see the same thing. I'll say Patrick same thing. Ewing all over again. The Knicks <laughs> or somebody. You know those little big market teams. I mean, I don't see it this year. I, I'd rather see us getting either two or third. We go get the second or third pick. That's that's what I'm saying. Because it just history tells us, like, have we ever, have we ever got the first overall pick? Uh, not, not in modern time. No, it was. You have to go back a long, long way. And you know, the Hawks. It's <laughs> the lottery odds are super flat this year. So, in theory, you'd have a better chance than you used to have. But still, it's only like ten percent for the Hawks to get the number one pick. And you know, as you kind of mentioned, if you grew up here, uh, if you kind of know yeah, I, I the history. Uh, like no everybody keeps screaming Zion Whips. If we get the first yeah. round, if we get the first overall pick, I'm going to be happy. Oh, I'm sure. going to be jumping up and I'm going to say, yes, we finally could build a dynasty here. You know, because everybody fell in love with Zion Williamson uh, this past uh, season. 
And I really think he he will be a great asset to the team. And he will bring a lot of um, eyes and a lot of um, – he has that superstardom type of – he's that athlete. You know, he's going to bring a lot of attention to the city. Can you, can you imagine Zion running with John Collins, the way John Collins can run the floor, and Trey and Kevin able to space and shot up uh, – space – and spot up for threes, like, man, that's, man, I, I can't wait for 2K20. <laughs> that's dangerous, man. You talking about, oh, talking about Highlight Factory for all these years? Yeah. Man, this is really going to be the Highlight Factory right here. I mean, we'll be dunking and shooting threes. No, no, no two points, you know, no no jump shots. Everything they, will be a three-pointer. Another, another thing, two people keep thinking about Zion. Zion. People gotta take into consideration the boy can play some defense, and that's what we need. Oh, yeah, he'd be perfect in every way. I mean, you have Trey's, you know, one of the best passers in the league, and then you, you give him two guys that he can, he can throw lobs to in Zion and Collins. And Zion's defense, like you said, is really good. He'd be a perfect fit. And by the way, he'd also get people excited. You know, that's the big thing about Hawks fans is that they can sometimes not be great at showing up. Um, but if you get if you get Zion, I think the building the building will be full too. It'll be loud in there. That'll be a lot of fun too. Uh, Zion, Trey, John Collins are the type that'll 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 make season ticket holders uh, spark spike. That might make me go purchase one of those little 10, 20 game packs or something like you know that that'll be something that I would be definitely interested in. Um, back when we had. Josh and Joe and uh yeah. It's funny because that that <laughs> that GA boy uh 17 he just says so Josh Smith wasn't highlight city. He was he was, but you know he, you he was, but it was Zion, uh, this it's, it's just uh, like three or four guys though. Yeah, I was gonna say it was when, when Josh was here, he was he was a highlight guy, but like I, I like Joe and I liked Al. Those guys were not highlight guys. Joe was not a highlight no, guy. Solid, just solid guy. I saw yeah. Joe wasn't yeah. To watch him back down and shoot an eighteen footer wasn't exciting. Yeah, he was, he was good, but he was not. He was not exciting necessarily. Yeah. And Mike Bibby was slow as all all get out <laughs> when he was here. He was running in creek water. <laughs> um. So, do you do you think that this team is ready to challenge for a playoff spot next year, Brad? Uh, I think so. I mean, I, I wouldn't necessarily, you know, unless you can get somebody that's going to help you long term, I wouldn't be like in a huge rush to go out and like sign a bunch of vets that are going to um, maybe help you a little bit this year, but kind of get in the way. Um, but yeah, I think with the way that the East is set up and the way the Hawks are playing down the stretch, they certainly could get there next year. You know, you add one or, one or two guys on to just sort of helping supporting pieces and just get a natural you know, growth from Trey and John and Kevin Herter and the and whatever rookies they get. Yeah, they could win. They could win forty games next year pretty easily. Mm -hmm. I think that would be a surprise to really anybody. I'm not, sure, you know, until we see what they do, you can't necessarily pick that. But if you look around, even the division, the division this year was not very good. Like Orlando, Orlando yeah. won the Southeast Division with I think forty two wins, mm -hmm. <laughs> which is crazy. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's a, there's definitely a path for that. Yeah. So. Does the East not have a chance in the playoffs? <laughs> uh, I mean, I think if Golden State didn't exist, they would. Um, yeah. 
Just I, I think, right. for instance, I think I'd probably pick Milwaukee or Toronto over anybody in the West. I mean, may, maybe not Houston, mm-hmm. but Milwaukee's been great. Milwaukee was probably the best team in the league in the regular season. You know, Golden State wasn't trying all that hard, but Milwaukee was awesome in the regular season, and so was yeah, Toronto. Coach, yeah, Coach Bud, he pretty much did a good job up there. I mean, they won. They won sixty. They were the only team that won sixty games, and they they earned it too. There wasn't there wasn't lucky sixty. They were. Uh, very, very good. So, I mean, if, if Golden State had something happen or got an injury or just got sort of a fluke loss, then maybe. I mean, other than that, though, I'm not thinking anybody gets beat the Warriors. The Warriors are still the Warriors until they lose, and I'm not seeing them losing, honestly. So we had the – switching gears a little bit here. We had the NCAA uh, championship game Monday night, and – um, a lot of people were predicting a boring, low scoring, you know, I'm not going to watch, but the game actually ended up being very exciting. There was some more points scored, I believe, than people predicted. Uh, Brad, I hear you had a little Final Four experience. Yeah, I was there. I was uh, I was covering it for uh, Dime and was there from Friday to Tuesday. So, yeah, I en- enjoyed it. Um, yeah, you're talking about the, the, the title game on Monday – it was, you know, kind of crazily high scoring. I mean, everyone mm-hmm. – I was actually excited for the game. I still like defense. Those, guys, those teams play slow, but they're really good on defense. And um, even I was surprised about how many points were scored because they were still playing. So there's a lot of, a lot of made shots. And Dondre Hunter was making shots, and Texas Tech started scoring. And uh, I think there was like 160 points total, which is a lot more than everybody thought there was going to be. And granted, there was overtime in there too. But, yeah, it was entertaining. A couple of memorable games. Virginia had to get – pretty lucky on Saturday to beat Auburn. And then they had to get kind of lucky again on Monday to win it. But that's what happens sometimes. You got, you got to have some luck along the way and they got it at the right time. But yeah, it was, it was really entertaining actually. And uh, I think the people that were not looking forward to it um, got treated to a nice surprise. Okay. So I don't know, you know, if you could really judge this, but if that call, if that foul call wasn't called in the Virginia do you think that the Virginia fans would have reacted and cried, or do you think they would have just accepted that, hey, that's not normally called? You talking about the Auburn game? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. mean, having been there, there were more Auburn fans there, I think, actually. And okay. They were not happy at the end. Yes. Uh, part of that was it wasn't explained very well in the, in the stadium itself. I know people that were watching on TV knew right away that there was a foul, I guess mm-hmm. but in the stadium. Uh, I didn't know right away. And I was, I didn't really figure out that, that there was a foul yeah. call until I saw Auburn not celebrating. And I was like, why aren't they celebrating? And I realized, Oh, they called a foul. And I didn't have the greatest angle in the world either. So but yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the day, it was, it was, it was a foul. I think um, if they hadn't called it, I wouldn't have been that surprised. And I think, you know, Virginia fans would have been upset, rightfully so. So it's one of those where I think it was a foul, but you never want to see a game decided on free throws. That, that's the thing that, you know, as much as it's probably the right decision, it's just not an exciting finish to have a guy stand up at the free throw line shooting shooting to go to the go to the title game. And he makes all three. Yeah. And it was just kind of, you know, it's a boring way to end a game that was actually really fun. So I think that's part yeah. of it too. Yeah. Uh, I, I I think it was definitely a foul. Um, I'm, I'm I'm like you, you know. I rather see the game not decided on free throws, but 
I don't like the notion of we always swallow the whistle there. Well, why? Like, why do we swallow the whistle? If a guy's fouled, a guy's fouled. I don't agree with that. So, you know, um, I I think the ref, yeah, I give the ref kudos. He he had the nuts to make that call. <laughs> you know, you usually don't see that. You know, yeah, so. I, I think <laughs> I, I think if it's like truly 50 50, I'm I kind of side with not calling it. But that yeah. one was so that one was clear enough where you I think you got to call. It. Yeah, he impacted yeah. the guy at the apex of his jump. So, you know, if it were, if he was coming down or something like that, but he hit him still at the top of his jump. So I think, yeah, he had released the ball. But I think you have to you 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 have to call that exactly. Yeah. So uh, the NBA playoffs uh, starting this week. I guess we kind of really already touched on who we think will be uh, coming out of the playoffs. Um, any any do 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 you see any surprises? Any upsets? Any upsets from the lower seeds? Uh, you know, the first round, I think if you, if you had to find one that would might be an upset, um, I would look at maybe Portland being in trouble in the West if you had to pick one. And I feel bad for that because they've been actually, they've been better than I thought they were going to be this year. But Portland's playing without, playing without Nurkic in the first round. He's their best big man. They could lose, I think, pretty easily. And I think Utah might scare Houston a little bit. Um, I think Houston's probably going to win. But Utah is kind of a weird matchup for Houston. I know they beat them up last year, but they've been better this year. In the East, it's kind of it's pretty straight ahead in the first round. The, the top four teams are probably going to cruise. Yeah. Uh, I think if Indiana was healthy, it might be interesting with team them in Boston. But without Old Depot and those guys, I can't imagine that Boston's yeah. going to lose that series. So it might be. I mean, boring is the wrong word. I think there's probably going to be a lot of uh, you know the favorites are going to win the first round for the most part. Yeah, uh, I don't think it's going to be um, too too anticlimactic. Uh, the East is, you know, the East is is kind of you know lacking lacking stars in the playoffs a little bit. I mean, they're they're kind of boring. I mean, we know everybody knows Kyrie; he's been there before. You know, Giannis has made a name for himself, but I mean, how many people really know who plays for Toronto? <laughs> you know, yeah. nobody know who plays for the Magic. I mean, so it's really kind of whereas the West, I think you can name the team and people know, oh, Chris Paul, uh, James Harden. Uh, you know, they obviously know they know the Warriors. You know, they know these teams. I think in the in the East, it's kind of like who are these guys? You know? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely some of that. I mean, Kawhi. Obviously, I think people know that he. Yeah. Is there, but at the yeah. same time, no, no, people aren't watching Toronto in the way that they used were exactly. watching even Cleveland last year with LeBron. So, um, and I mean, but kind of weirdly, Boston's the most famous team probably in the East, but they've been kind of bad this year. Not, I mean, they're still good, but they're not what they're supposed to be this year. You know, Kyrie's probably the most famous player, yep. unless maybe Giannis would be up there now that he's been uh, maybe, maybe the MVP this year. But yeah, the rest of the East is pretty quiet. The bottom of the East is just ugly. I mean, Orlando was a nice story this year, but Orlando just, they're not that good. And them and Indiana is pretty anonymous. You got, um, you know, Miami didn't, Miami didn't get in. You got teams like, you know, Brooklyn's a nice story too, but they don't have a, I mean, I guess Daniel yeah. Russell is kind of famous, but yeah, just not too many uh, casual fan storylines for sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, is, is this year would, would, it, you know, like for somebody to come out and challenge one of the teams that we expect to emerge in the West, 
that would be like I'm I'm wondering, you know, you <laughs> there's there's already going to be the notion that the finals is going to be a letdown because it's like you know the Western Conference finals are are the finals basically is exactly how people right. looking I, at I, it. I, yeah, thank you for saying that because whoever wins the West Conference Western Conference finals, they're gonna end up winning the uh, NBA <laughs> finals. and. To be honest with you, it's going to be the Warriors again. Like I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. not. If you pick against the Warriors, like either you just a, you must be a diehard fan of the Rockets or whoever's in it. Like, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a Warriors fan. I'm a Hawks fan, but I'm just gonna sit up here and say, you know, I got my money on the on, on the Warriors. Just saying because I don't really <laughs> see anybody. I just really don't see any other team stopping them. Unless nah, you're right. Quote unquote, knock on wood. You know, a few day, a couple of players go down with injuries, but still, they still got a bench that can come out there and play too. Yeah, you're right, and I think the only the only way they lose is if something weird happens. You know, you get an injury or like their locker room blows up if Draymond does something <laughs> crazy or if they're if they're healthy, they're not losing. I don't think so. I'm with you on that. I mean, you know, we're hoping that maybe we can see Gordon Hayward, you know, put it all together and maybe. Uh, Kyrie can can we, which we know he can do. We've seen him do it before. Put it on his back. I think you know. I I don't I don't see the seven. The Boston is the only team I see with the talent to challenge. I don't see 76ers being able to do it. Boston is the only roster I see that, and and, and we've seen them do it before. We've seen these guys rise the championship level. So, uh, but just like you said, Brad, you know, I thought Boston would. Win sixty games this year, run away with the East, and they've been been a disappointment, you know. So go figure, you know. Yeah, and then, then they might be able to turn it on. I mean, you got Kyrie's a playoff guy, so if Kyrie mm-hmm. turns it on and you get some healthy stuff from Gordon Hayward and Al Horford and yeah. Jason Tatum, they, they do they have they have the most talent probably to deal with mm-hmm. them. And, and Milwaukee's been really good too. Maybe maybe Giannis is just the best player in the world now, and he'll go crazy. Um, but other than that, I don't really see it. I, you know, I don't see, even though they don't play that, play that style anymore, I don't see a guy being able to take over if you, if you make Giannis work, if you're going to make him work, you know, for 40 minutes for everything he, he has, who is that next guy from Milwaukee that can take off and that, hey, can score 30, that, that can score 30 two or three times in a seven game series. I don't know if Milwaukee has that guy. Yeah, I mean it's I it's, think, it's Chris Milton or bust basically. Yeah, I'm not sure he, exactly. I don't think exactly. and, I, and I don't think they're gonna find that guy. I really yeah. see Milwaukee Bucks are, are like the what 2013, 2014, 2015 Atlanta Hawks. You know, when we brought in Coach Bud, you know, we had things turn we turned we turned things around, and when he became the GM and the president and the owner. <laughs> and every, yeah, all these titles he won't focusing on on coaching, and pretty much that led to his demise here in Atlanta. And you know we doing the whole process all over again. It's like every six years the Hawks are in rebuild mode. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just sick and tired of just can we just build on what we have and try to chase a ring. I mean, you know, I I always thought that I was one of those guys until. LeBron decided to leave that the East was really kind of so now that he's gone it's like hey it's it's up for the taking and I I see us being that next team on the rise 
and I see that Boston has the roster to be the bully. Um, but but uh, you know I think they can be had like like this year. You know they they certainly didn't play up to what everybody thought they could be. I guess I'm just writing off teams like Toronto and Milwaukee because I just like I say I don't see them having that secondary guy that can carry you in a seven game series when your star gets a little tired. Yeah, I think there's uh, a lot to be said for that, to be sure. <laughs> until, yeah. until until we see it from them, you kind of have the hard time believing, especially when the Warriors still exist. The Warriors yeah. are just ridiculous, and they have two of the top, you know, five guys in the league, and that, and, and then four of the top, you know, twenty five guys in the league, and that's that's a pretty. It's still pretty crazy when you say it out loud. Just think about all all the guys they have, <laughs> and there's a reason why they're this good because they have a lot, they have a lot of guys. Right. Boogie uh, Boogie Cousins a free agent? Yeah, he'll be a free agent. Um, and Man, he probably he, they, they pretty much can't keep him. He's gonna have to leave based yeah. on just weird money stuff and how that all works. But yeah, he's a guy that could be interesting some places now that he's back and healthy again. Man, Boogie, Zion, and John Collins. <laughs> uh I don't think any team is gonna want to fight us. Because <laughs> we got no, some guys with some, not. some pretty huge shoulders on them next year, not looking to pick on. Yeah. Yeah, I would love uh, to see if problem. we could go uh hire. Well, not that I'm um, not that I don't like car, but if we could uh, hire, I don't know. Chuck Daly has a son, but if we could get some of that bad boy Pistons thing going on, and you come through the paint and we just tear tear guys' heads off, I mean, I like that style of basketball. So <laughs> <laughs> they don't allow that anymore. But you know, you can still still send a message. Uh, that's I would. Uh, that would certainly be a very physical team. Certainly be a very physical. It would team. be, yeah. Uh, thanks for joining us, Mad Mike Sports. Um, he just said, no one is touching Golden State. Too much talent and firepower. Boogie is getting in a groove. Yes. Yeah, no, sir. Yeah, I already said that. Yeah. yeah. The Golden, no one's being Golden State. The only hope is that KD leaves and next year, you know, we can we can we can start over. But you know, the the the, the gods will give uh New York Zion and and KD, and then we'll be right back. Like, oh, come on, what are we doing again? <laughs> and that's the thing with basketball. See, I, I feel like when a team is built either in the east or the west, the team builds a superpower, you know, a super team. The other team and just built through the draft these next few years. And it's been like this for the past, I want to say, what? 10 years you know i remember like we had this conversation on the show before like back in the 90s like every team had a superstar almost every team had a superstar now all the superstars want to be bundled on one team <laughs> it takes the to me it, it just takes the fun out of watching basketball well i'll take this back it takes the fun out of watching nba basketball because i still watch some college basketball i still watch my um michigan uh <laughs> michigan Marines now you know, we, me and me and Don have already discussed this. I, I don't have a problem with it. You're a free agent. I think that guys make decisions more than just based on basketball. So we as fans, we look at like, why would you want to go play with him? So we don't look at K, KD and say, why would you want to not live in the Bay Area versus Oklahoma City? So we look at guys in basketball, but players make life decisions. So I, I never have a problem. You're free agent. When I go to the park and play, I want to play pickup four and four with the best three other guys. I don't look for three sorry guys and say, hey, 
I'm gonna see if I can ride y'all to a three game championship. I want to play with the best guys, so I don't I don't have a problem with it. You're free agent, go play where you want to play at. I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. I think you might I think you might go to New York now. So that that's that's the one hope. If you're if you're rooting for the Warriors to break up, that's the hope is KD go somewhere else and he might do it. So um I I I I'm I'm 50-50. I'm 50-50. You know, I mean, because if I'm looking at KD, it's like yeah, I could go, you know, I guess he goes back to the East Coast. He's from D.C. I guess that's closer, but, like, I mean, he, he has a good right now. He's making top bank. He's winning championships. Like, well, I walk away from that. So, hey, you know, I, I could certainly LeBron, understand if hey, he stayed. LeBron did the same thing when he was with Miami. He was winning championships, and he said, hey, I, I want to come back home and prove it on my own. Um, uh, what's good, Jonathan? Uh, F oh, yeah, Jonathan Foskey. He said, if Hawks get cousins, that would be very good. He said, in my opinion, because we need a center who can uh knock down that three. Because uh, Lynn and uh, the ones stay wide, huh? Deadman, yeah, <laughs> Deadman stay wide open for three. It looks like Deadman is playing with ankle weights on. That dude is so slow. <laughs> like, man, like, is he moving as fast as he can? <laughs> He's just uh, – those guys are – I mean, it's interesting. They, they want somebody that can shoot, and that's why that those guys worked out pretty well this year, that yeah. Deadman and Lynn. Um, but, yeah, they're not perfect for long term. They, they, they worked out all right, and those guys are okay, and they can definitely help you. But uh, I, I think ideally the Hawks want somebody else to be playing next to, yeah. next to John uh, for the long term. And see, I'm old school, Brad. So these new, where one through five face up the basket, nobody plays with their back to the basket. I mean, I want Hakeem, even though he was great on offense. I want an eraser in the paint. That's what I like, you know, especially since we have so much perimeter scoring. We need that eraser enforcer in the middle, a guy that can reject shots and a guy that, you know, I mean, because we know Trey isn't the best at staying in front of guys. So, a guy that will make you think twice about driving all the way to the hoop when when guys get by Trey. Yeah, yeah they're gonna need that guy for sure. They're gonna need somebody yeah. at the rim. I know John's John's gotten a little bit better at that. Mm -hmm. He's not it's not his strength either. He's not the greatest mm -hmm. player in the world. They're gonna need some defense along the yeah. way. And it's center's probably the spot to, to find that guy. John reminds me a lot of Josh Smith. Uh, with his um, he's a good shot blocker, but great weak side shot blocker. Whereas you, you know, oh, I go back to Hakeem, I love Hakeem. Hakeem, you would notice Hakeem would block a lot of shots guarding, you know, basically the guy he was guarding was shooting. Whereas, you know, John, just like Josh Smith, comes off the ball and blocks a lot, uh, you know, not the guy he's guarding, basically. Yeah, he's a he's more of a help guy, I like that, I like the way that, uh, yeah. Josh was. So, I mean, and I think if they build the roster the way they want to, that's what he'll be asked to do. It's just that right now they don't really have the perfect guys around him defensively. So that's one of the big things in the next couple of years is finding some guys who are legitimately good defensively. That's something about, you know, go, go, go back to the Warriors. You know, Steph's not a great defender, but obviously, mm -hmm. you know, Draymond's awesome. Clay's very good. KD's yeah. very good. Good point. You know, their yeah. offense is really good, but the, 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 you have to have guys that can play defense too. You know, the Hawks have all the offensive talent that you would want right now. But eventually, they're going to have to find somebody that can play some defense. Exactly. Yeah. So, right, everybody, um, Matt, yeah. Mike, he said, what does New York have what KD wants? <laughs> uh, New York, the city. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's why I, I think I that KD doesn't like – I don't New think York, he likes that. I don't yeah. – I don't, but New York is not the same. 
New York is not the same anymore. You know, it it just not like if I'm looking at nice cities to live. Of course, you go you go choose any city in California outside of Sacramento. Right, <laughs> um, like, you got any city in Texas, you got any city in pretty much Florida, Atlanta. You know, Atlanta's a great place. I'm not trying to be biased, but Atlanta's a great place to live, especially you're a young, a young player. Like it's it's always something to do in Atlanta. Always. All right. Chicago, uh no. Um not Chicago. Like, Too cold, you might get shot. <clears throat> New York, Chicago, and Detroit, those cities have pretty much been on the decline. In the past wait, couple of decades. So no. But yeah, man, my he had a great he that's a great point. Um uh, uh what's good, Darren Moore? He said, I just got on here. So excuse me if y'all already uh talked about this, but <clears throat> he got a question. But what do you all think about center position for next year? And he also said sign Clay Thompson in free agency to play the uh three. Um, we 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 did just touch on that. We we agree. We need that enforcer here. Uh, I don't I don't know who is available. Me and Brad agree that we definitely need that enforcer. I don't know who's available, but we definitely need that guy because they dead man. Lynn's okay, but dead man's not that guy defensively. Certainly. Yeah. Let me see if there's more questions that go populate up. Sorry, I'm looking at I'm looking at the comments on my phone, trying to figure out how to way to put it on my computer screen and read it at the same time. And it's real. I'm getting a little old. I gotta. I need. To <laughs> yeah, because don't mess around and share the wrong thing, because we don't want to see what's in your phone. Like, yeah, and then in my phone, <laughs> but, but thousand stuff, brave stuff, nothing. I, I promise you. But. I guess that's all the questions. I don't see anybody. So I'm telling you guys uh, right now, we have the hottest young teams in the city. The Braves, if you're a a, a baseball fan, if you are a a basketball fan, the Hawks, we have awesome young talent. And we pretty sure we're going to get another awesomely young, talented player in the draft coming up, possibly this summer. So, Check on. We got two. <clears throat> y'all gotta understand. We got two top ten picks. Two top ten picks. Yeah. We don't know where we're gonna fall at um, from one through five, but we taking Dallas ninth pick, I believe, from the Trey Young, Trey Young, uh, Luca trade from last year. All right. So, Brad, one more time, let everybody know uh, where they can find you at and check you out at. Yeah, I'm at, uh, I'm at BT Roland, R-O-W-L-A-N-D on Twitter, and uh, I run Peachtree Hoops. So if you like the Hawks, so always some content over there. And uh, yeah, just, and also lots on Hawks podcast. If you, like some, if you want to listen to more audio, don't, don't, don't leave these guys. Stay, stay on this podcast too. But if you want to listen to more about the Hawks, I host the Locked on Hawks podcast. So check that out as well. Every couple days or so, I have, I have a new show on something. Whatever, whatever's going on, we should be there and uh, all that fun stuff. All right, we got two more questions. Um, Matt Mike Sports, he said, uh, he got a question for you, Brad. What do the Hawks need? Defense uh, is the easiest way to put it. But, um, I mean, it's a combination of they definitely need some guys that can play defense, and they need to make sure they stay on their timeline. Like, right now, all of their best players are young. 
and that's a good thing because you want your guys to be young and so they can grow together. But I wouldn't be trying to go out and sign guys who are in their 30s now because that way, if you sign those guys, they're they're going to be going up, they're going to be going down while the rest of your team's going up. So looking for guys who are young enough to where they can keep growing with that same core and they kind of all mature together and become what you're hoping them that they're going to become, which is like a contending team. And hopefully all those guys will be near the same age. So I think for me, they got they got to find defense because as long I mean I, I like Trey and John a lot, but Trey and John are not great defenders. So you got to find some guys to play defense and uh, some young guys that don't um, necessarily take away from those guys. All right. And then the last question for tonight from uh, Jonathan said, "What's y'all opinion on Jackson Hayes, uh, the center from uh, from Texas?" He's uh, interesting. I think he's like in my top. 12 or 13 in the draft. I think if that Mavs pick, you know, lands in that nine, 10 range, he might be in play there. Uh, I probably wouldn't necessarily have him at the top of my list. Um, but if you want, you know, he's, he's sort of, he's sort of a high risk, high reward kind of guy. He's not very safe. So if you want somebody that you know is going to be a, a solid guy, I'm not sure that's him, but if it works out, it could be very interesting. He's a really good athlete, you know, legit seven footer, can uh, really block shots, protect the rim, and um, he'd be a big-time finisher. We, we, we were talking about Zion earlier. If they didn't get Zion, they wanted to add another guy that can sort of finish around the rim like alongside John. Hayes would be that. He's more of like a Clint Capella type. That's probably what I would com- compare mm-hmm. him to, like a, a very nice you know, two-way kind of nice. center. Probably not going to be a super-duper star, but um, would be uh, pretty solid if it works out. Solid player. All right, so that is our show. Uh, when we're coming back, when we're recording again, Don? Um, Sunday, we're going to have a special show for you guys. Uh, we're going to have Reggie and um, another one of our followers. They're going to come on, and they're going to talk Georgia um, Bulldogs football with your boy, uh, Coach. Um, I'm just going to be the moderator. <laughs> I'm not getting into it because, you know, Maybe I might have to invite Brad back on. We'll talk some Michigan. <laughs> Y'all have a sidebar. Always have a sidebar. I know it ain't hometown, but hey, you know. College football is my favorite sport. Exactly. But uh, we're going to come back Sunday evening, um, and we're going to talk some um, Bulldogs football for you guys. Um, if you haven't, like I said, if you haven't subscribed to this channel, please subscribe. Please hit that like button. Please comment and share um, share our content with your friends, family, um, significant other, whoever it is. Please, um, you know, do that. We um, we appreciate all the support you guys give us. Um, thank y'all for um, tuning in tonight. This is um, the Dunn. This has been um, Coach and Brad Rowland from uh, Peachtree Hoops and Locked On Hawks. Thank y'all, and make sure once again y'all come back and holler at your hometown sports podcast. We out. Y'all have a great evening.